0: I'm Janessa Durrani, an empowerment coach and the host of a daily practice. I work with midlife moms who are lost in motherhood and looking to find their direction, purpose, and fulfilling work for their next chapter. I empower them to dream big, believe in themselves, and show them with clarity what's possible without sacrificing their role as an amazing mom. And this is my podcast where each week in 20-ish minutes or less, I give you my tips, tricks, hacks and stories on how to dream big and implement small to bring it all to fruition in your busy life. Happy August, my friends. We have been often on road trips this summer and really kind of soaking in all that summer has. And I think you all have as well. So I've taken a bit of a break from the podcast over the summer. And here I am back in August for at least this episode and another before we start in earnest again in September. For those that have been following along on the podcast and also on social media you know our big initiative as a family this summer has been the summer of independence and this is my my initiative that everyone else is following suit in the concept of trying to get my boys and when i say my boys it's all three my husband as well to not need me so much and to be able to do the things that adults need to be able to do. And they're not, Zane and Mia are not adults yet, but they will be sooner than you think. And for all of my mom friends out there who have littles, when I tell you, I can feel their little fat cheeks Resting on my neck and breathing as they sleep, I remember that feeling. And now they're twelve and sixteen. Like I'm Ver Clempton talking about this, right? Like all of a sudden, I went from needing to be their everything to trying to be their nothing. <laughs> and I know that there is. It isn't an all or nothing, but extracting myself has been hard. And what I thought at the beginning of the summer was the problem, I have come to realize was not the problem at all. And it's not necessarily even that it's a problem, but the stem of where everything was happening and why We were experiencing what we were experiencing. So, my thought has been, and I have written about this, I have talked about this, and so forth, is that I do too much for my family. And, or, why is my family not doing more? Why can't they see? what needs to be done, right? And so this summer, it was, okay, enough is enough. You got to do this crap on your own, right? And so I set up all sorts of different ways that we can be successful. And when I tell you the Summer of Independence is going to be its own podcast series, I swear, because there's another piece on kind of the mechanics of what we've done, What's worked, what hasn't worked, and how it's played out on vacation, which is a whole other piece. But today, I want to just focus on the biggest freaking aha that has come about from this situation, which is when I realized that the problem wasn't them. (laughs) You see where this is going. The problem was me. It wasn't that they couldn't do it, didn't see that it needed to be done, weren't willing to do it. I was not letting them do it. I was impeding them from doing it. Prime example Mir does struggle with a lot of um OTPT, you know. He's a complex being. And and so doing fine motor skills not so easy for him. And but he just learned how to tie his shoes in sixth grade. And that isn't because he couldn't. It's because I didn't have the patience to watch him struggle and or the patience to work him through it. And so finally, I had to, in essence, pay someone <laughs> to teach him to tie his shoes because I didn't have it in me. And there are so many stories like that, that I look back on. and. I think that the stem of this comes from, we were a family of three for four years. Zane and Mir are four years apart. And and Zane was easy. He just was. So we were like three Musketeers doing our own thing. There were two of us. My husband worked eight minutes from home so he was never, he would leave fairly late in the morning. He didn't have a long commute, so he could leave late in the morning. He came home for lunch. He was home early in the evening. It was easy. It was fluid. We had, like, we were good, right? And so there were lots of things that I had Zane do at an early age of, like, putting his things away and, you know, responsibility. I mean, he's four, right? And then we had Mir. And for those of you who have multiple children, you know that the dynamic changes. I mean, my friends who have five children, Lord give me strength. Like, I I send so much love, energy, positivity towards you. But for us, adding that fourth being. And then that fourth being, being complex, changed the dynamic in such a way that I kind of flipped and was wanting to make sure that everything was smooth, that everyone was happy, that this child was not encroaching on this child and this child was not butting heads with this husband and this one was doing what they were supposed to do. And, and little by little by little, I had my fingers in everything. They slept when I told them to sleep. They did their personal hygiene when I told them to do it. They went to bed. They got up. They did their chores. Whatever I said they had to do, I had to be on them to make sure they did it. This goes for my husband. This goes for my children. And herein lies the concept of where that comes from. We control what we do not trust. Think about it for yourself. What is it that you're controlling? And how is that a relationship to how you trust, okay? So prime example, everyone knows we road trip. Everyone knows that I am the primary driver. Why is that? I don't trust Sam's driving at all. Mind you, have we ever been in an accident? No, is he probably a better driver than me? Don't tell him, but I probably would say yes. But if something's going to happen to me, I want it to be me that makes it happen to me. I do not trust him to drive. And so, for example, last year, when we went on a 40 day road trip and we were in the car, As a family, for 306 hours, I drove 301 of them. We did 10,100 miles, and I drove nearly every single one of them. Is that good for our family? Is that good for me? It's not good for anyone. There's so many reasons. But here's the thing, I was getting the job done. I got us from place to place. Similarly within our family, a child who does not want to brush his teeth, I'll get that frickin' toothbrush in his hand every flipping morning and make sure he brushes his teeth. And this one I'll make sure he goes to sleep when he's supposed to. And this one better be practicing his trombone. And this one better do this when I'm out. And this one better not unpause their screen because the screen needs to be off between these hours and these hours because I have determined that this is only the amount of time one should have screens and so forth. It's exhausting. I'm exhausted. They're exhausted. And when someone is at you all the time, you stop thinking for yourself because you know that other person's just going to tell you what you need to do. You also then always have the fear that you're not doing it right. And that if you're doing it wrong, you're going to get called out. So I'm just not going to do it at all because no one's really expecting me to do it at all. So if I just, lay low and do what she says i need to do all's good right right in 2015 i went away for a retreat and i when i say that i just searched like retreats on the google and i was like i will go anywhere i will do anything i am done i am done i had a 4 year old and an 8 year old and i was exhausted And before I left, I created the most intricate set of eight and a half by 11 sheets of paper on a timeline that was on our kitchen wall of this is what they are to eat Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday from breakfast, lunch, and dinner. This is where they need to be on each of these days. Don't forget their bedtimes. This is what they need to do. It was all laid out, all laid out because I didn't trust them to figure it out on their own. I got home from said retreat and it was lovely. It, that's I've talked about my bigger game retreat and becoming a bigger game um, certified coach and so forth. It was It was life-changing. But I came home from that retreat and they had gone out to McDonald's like a million times. They had gone trick or treating at Sam's work and Mir ate so much he threw up. Um, They didn't do what I told them to do. and. It was something in there that then I'm sure I had a lot of words to say. And so every time I have left since then, Sam will say, okay, when mom's gone, you've got to listen to what I say. And we have to do what she says. And he makes this big production. And it's always like, why are you so scared of me? Like, I don't understand. I'd always said that in my mind, but now I understand because I was always saying when they needed to do things and my way was the highway and and thus they have not felt comfortable any one of the three of them to do something differently than how I have always said to do it. So the biggest shift that has had to happen in the summer of independence was me pulling my fingers out of places that were not needed because this is what was happening. I am so fearful that my children are going to have the same path as me in their weight, that I am controlling in what they eat. But when I'm not here, they eat what they want to eat, and they are actually already on that path. Like Even me controlling what they're eating has not kept them thin. For me to put a toothbrush in an individual's hand and that's the only time they brush their teeth, we're never going to get to the other side. For them to not be able to understand when they're tired and when they need to go to sleep. How can they understand how they need to listen to what they need? And they also need to fail they need to give, be given chores and figure it out themselves. I said in a previous podcast that one of the first chores I gave Zane was to wash the windows and the doors. And he used liquid soap, like dish soap. And I was like, well, that's not what you use. But when I looked at the windows, they were clean. It got the job done. Who am I to say you can't use Dawn to? clean windows. I have to let go of the product so I can engage in this process so that they can listen to what they want, what they need, and make decisions on their own, not just on all this stupid stuff in this house, but in their lives. I'm not going to tell them. We have friends who are like, so what are you going to have Zane study in college? I'm sorry, that's not my that's not my that's not my decision to make, that's his decision. But yet I do think that he probably looks to me as like we're gonna have to kind of workshop this together. And I'm here to support, I'm not here to dictate. And I will finish this as one story that helped me really really see what was causing a ton of rifts in this house on an ongoing basis. I've talked about how I've nearly pulled out my hair over screens. How I have hated bedtime since the moment they were born. Those moms that are like, I love bedtime. It's my time to cuddle and so forth. I can't think of something I despise more than bedtime, but it's because I was forcing an issue in each of these and many more. So about three weeks, about actually, I don't know, a few weeks into summer, We've been doing the daily chores. I've been leaving the house so that they can do them without me watching them. More for me, not for them. And one of the things that was on the list was to mow the lawn. And so I came downstairs. It was the end of the day. They were on their screens. And I said to Sam, when do you want them to mow the lawn? Now, mowing the lawn is not my thing. That's Sam's thing. I don't care when the mo- lawn is mowed. If you saw my lawn, you'd be like, have you even mowed it? Like, we are the disgrace of this neighborhood. Um, but I had to be in my bonnet. It was Friday. I had been doing the Summer of Independence. I had been trying to, like, let go and so forth. But I was just like, I, you said you wanted them to do it now, and they should do it now. And he was like, let's do it on Saturday. I'm like, no, because now that was their chore. So they got out of the day without doing chores. This is me. This is me like, oh, they're going to do chores today. And you said that they were going to mow the lawn. And so Sam was like, okay, I guess I'll mow the lawn now. So he went upstairs and apparently... Mir had discussed with him earlier in the day that if it was a certain temperature, they would wait until tomorrow. But now, and Sam already said tomorrow, but I had already put the thumb on him of like, oh no, they're going to mow the lawn today. So then he had to up the ante to them that, no, you need to mow the lawn today. And then they had like, no, we're not mowing the lawn today. We're mowing the lawn tomorrow. And then he came downstairs all in a huff because now they're not listening to him. And he's afraid of the ramifications of me. And he came down and he started to put his shoes on and he was like, I'm just going to mow on myself, which then I was like, no, we can't do that. Like we can't, that we have to just let this go. You have to like, no. And I'm like thinking I'm coaching him, but I'm really just like cajoling him. And so now He's so upset with them and I have to play the peacemaker, right? So even though I started this whole thing, but at this moment, I'm not realizing this. I then go up the stairs and I yell at the top of my lungs, boys, get your panties outside and mow the lawn. And let's just suffice it to say that it was ugly. It was it was not peaceful. It was not pleasant. It was really downright horrific. And, and yes, the lawn got mowed, but feelings got hurt. And, and there were so many instances in, in my parenting life where I, that was my aha of like, I am creating, I think that I am creating peace, but I'm actually causing a lot of rifts. Like I am the rub. They're not the rub. I am the rub. Like, don't get me wrong. If I say to my kids, I need you to do this. And they say, no, there's a respect. It, there's still that piece of respect and so forth that comes from my upbringing Agree or disagree. But in this instance, no one really cared that the mo the lawn got mowed that day. I made it an issue. And so it just escalated. And that's where I realized I am controlling the narrative here. I have been the puppet master. I have been the interpreter. I have been I have been controlling the narrative and thus. It hasn't given them an opportunity to work through strife with each other, to self-advocate, to fail, to do so many things. So that's my lesson. And I will tell you that now that was in June, we're in August. We have come such a long way. And I'm really happy on to where this is going. And I can't wait to share with you other lessons that we learned. But I really, I just need to call myself out because I think, as always, I don't think I'm alone. And there's probably things that you can relate to in here. What are you controlling? What do you not trust? And what are you not letting others do? So that's, that's for this week. I would love to say, and then here are three steps on letting go. I don't have it for you, my friends, other than you got to do it and you have to turn a blind eye. Like sometimes they're not going to do what they're supposed to do or they're not going to do a great job, but the progress gives them confidence and the confidence gives them motivation, and then motivation is gonna keep them going. And the same goes for us. So I hope you are having a lovely, lovely August. Our theme within the community is retreat, kind of striking this balance between being in the present and looking to the future because I know that most of you are probably thinking, oh God, Janessa, I can't wait till these kids go back to school. I can't wait till back to school time. Even if you don't have kids at home, that back to school is our, it's our other new years. And I know that you're chomping at the bit, but I want you to be present right now. We are just, we still have several weeks of the unofficial summer and more than a month and a half of official summer. And I want you to stay present. I'm here if you need me. I have my own awesome new programs and challenges and small groups and so forth that are going to be starting in September. Hang in there, my friends. I've got you, okay? I'll see you on the other side.